0: hey everybody and welcome to the protein bites podcast my name is adriano rizzo i'm the host of this show Um, i have my own personal training studio in the sutherland shire in taren point called riz fitness so if you're interested in anything i have to say come on down have a chat and um let's get working together but for the purpose of today's episode we're going to talk about all things dieting diet periods um, diet approaches and even the sort of the mindset the mental aspect of dieting and and what you need to do in order to prepare yourself for a successful dieting phase in order to drop those kilos to feel better look better and be better so i wanted to talk about the overarching theme of diet periods now what a diet period refers to is uh, a length of time where the usual food that you're eating is altered so it could be uh, if you're on a diet you could do vegan you could do vegetarian you could do keto A diet period is when your diet is altered from its normal uh, for an extended period of time or any period of time, really. So I wanted to talk about uh, what a dieting period should look like and how long you should go for. Now for me, um, and and what the research suggests is you should should lose no more than 10% of your total body mass per dieting period. So let's say over 10 weeks and you're 100 kilos, and you lose uh, 10 kilos in 10 weeks or a kilo a week for 10 weeks, that's 10%. If you're 66 kilos and you lose six kilos in 10 weeks, again, 10%. After that period, so that could take you 20 weeks. That could take you 10 weeks, that could take you five weeks, whatever it is for you that you've uh, designated. Uh, it's a really smart idea to have a break. So have a week or two weeks off. Uh in order to keep pushing and progressing. So it doesn't feel like you're missing out on life for lack of a better term, well, uh, crudely. doesn't feel like you're missing out on life. So for me, and I'll tell you how I structure it and how I like my clients to structure it. I like them to have about two weeks off in terms of not off training, but just off, off actively dieting and then come back to good. And what back to good means, back to the drawing board, back to back to the, what we learned from the first period, and let's apply what works and ditch what didn't work. So I'm going to use myself as an example, because that's sort of the most intimate. And I feel like the best, because I can give you guys the most intimate uh, understanding and aspects of my psychology, or as a client, it's kind of hard to do that. Uh, so for myself, and what's worked with my clients as a result of me programming, this is five days on. So you diet really hard from Monday through to Friday. And then Saturday, Sunday, you allocate some extra calories for yourself. I haven't worked out what the total percentage of those those calories would be, but it's pretty much um, you're going to give yourself 40% flexible calories. So during the week, you'll have 20% flexible calories. On weekends, you have 40% flexible calories. So even on the weekends, you have to eat some sort of structured diet that you enjoy, uh, but you have 40% of your food that you can fuck around on, which is allows you to be able to go to restaurants, cafes, etc., and all that sort of stuff and still progress in the weights room. It's kind of so uh, what uh, what I feel like you should do after this period of five on, so weekdays on, weekday, weekends off, um, you should do that for three weeks. And then have one rest week until you get to 10% of your body mass, truly. And then you should have a two-week break. So for me, I've done, I started at 121. I want to get to about 110 in the next phase, hopefully by the end of the next next four weeks. I want to get down to 110. I'm at 115.6 at the moment. If I can get down to 110, I want to be a very happy camper with that. Um but two, I'll go on a little one or two or one or two week diet break. Okay. So that should keep me refreshed, feeling motivated and it's structured. And I pretty much just eat the same food, but just a little bit extra and I have some more fun food. So sushi, that sort of stuff on my week off. I really look forward to that week as well because I just kind of let my hair down. Um, I don't eat ridiculously bad food, but I love my sweets and and, um, I love ice cream and that sort of stuff. So I tend to have that a bit more, but what that does is allow me to do this for an extended period of time. So I've been losing weight from oh, start of Jan in December to now it's now May. And I've probably successfully dropped about 15 kilos because I wasn't training and I was getting a bit more pudge than I'd like. Um, so I've probably dropped 15 kilos in total and I've got another 15 to go, I reckon, quite easily. So um, if we average that over five months, it's what have we got? It's about three kilos a month. And the way I've done that again is through this approach. Hard dieting period, rest. Hard dieting period, rest. If you have to diet for more than six weeks, it's just not worth it. Like you'll get tired. And especially if your job isn't uh, like a personal trainer or or someone that's, you know, building their physique for money, you'll get really tired because you just can't be fucked. So it's good to break it down into months, three weeks on, one off. Uh, That way it keeps you kind of focused and tight. Uh, and you get a week off within the three weeks. And also, that week off typically isn't enough to set you back, so you regain the shit that you've lost, uh, which is the good thing. So after, let's say, my week off, I had nine days off. Um, After the nine days off, I felt refreshed. I felt really good, and I gained maybe two kilos, maybe a bit more, 2.5. And so now I'm still, at the end of this week, it's not even the end of the week yet, I'm still down six kilos from my initial start, five weeks ago which is a fucking pretty good result so we're going to keep going in that way uh so that's kind of what i wanted to talk to you guys about um the the sort of approach that i used, and i think that everyone should do that Uh, but it doesn't mean you do have to be pretty hungry during the week and a lot of people aren't willing to do that in order to combat that hunger you need sheet loads of salads with minimal dressing or, or fat free dressing or calorie free dressing essentially um, lots of salads, carbs in the morning and at lunch, uh, no carbs at night, pretty much just because you're not using them. And it's just, there's no point eating a meal right before bed. Cause you're not going to, you're not going to need to feel, um, full. Like it's, it's not good to be going to sleep on an empty, on a full stomach. Anyway, it's better to be going to bed, um, going to sleep on a empty stomach. So, um, carbs in the morning, carbs in the Arvo, no carbs at night. And then once you've hit that again, 10%, a two week break. So that's what I'll be doing. When I get to 115 in five weeks, I'm taking a nice two week break. I'll probably go up to 112, 113, and then I'll boost down to 107. That's kind of where I want to go next and all the way to 100. But this is the best way so you can feel mentally fresh um, and, and keen on dieting. Now, the next thing um, is dieting when, when to do these periods. Now, for me, um, For me, I am massive on uh, being self-aware and what that looks like uh, is if you are someone that does a lot and is always constantly going and you're an all or nothing person, which is just a silly term, um, just a design to say, look, I'm not very good at managing my stress. (laughs) I used to be an all or nothing person. Uh, It's like, no, I'm just not very good at managing my shit. Um, I'm a poorly managed person. I can go hard for a short period of time and then I burn out. That's not an all or nothing. It's just like I'm not very good at assessing my my current situation. So it's going to help if you don't have a lot of familial stuff going on. So let's say you've got a nice steady home life for for the most part, um, for most people, and then uh, your work is fairly predictable as well. Those are going to be two things. So if your home life's okay and your work's predictable in that, let's say if you work 10 to 12 hours, that's fine. At least you know you work 10 to 12 hours. A day. Uh, and then you can have some sort of predictability from there. But if your life is all over the place, and everything's unpredictable, you're going to really struggle with dieting to take on a, a new dieting approach, um, because you're just not going to um, be able to be adherent because your life's all over the place. And so that's what a lot of people come to me for. Their life is sort of all over the shop, or they're struggling. And it's like, okay, well, fuck, how can we, how can we help each other here? this, this, and this, and we make an analysis. Okay, should we really be dieting this hard right now? No, okay. Or are they at the point where they're so fed up that they're gonna make it work? Yes. So we kind of determine where that is for them and we go from there. So that looks different for everybody. Some people can handle a lot of familial stress. Some people can handle a lot of work stress. And unpredictability just depends on who you are in the situation. But you should be aware of, fuck, or maybe uh, I shouldn't go too hard right now. Maybe I should just do a, a two weeks on diet phase and a one week off um, just to get some runs on the board. And um, and for the one week off, plan some nice activities where you actually go for walks outside and you're less focused on the gym, more focused on family or whatever it is. And, and you can get out there and enjoy yourself coming back fresh. Okay. Um, cool. Uh, I, I suppose the last thing I wanted to talk about briefly today, this is a nice quick podcast. So I, can, I get straight to the point. I don't do a lot of fluff. I should really interview someone and have a bit of a shit talk. Uh, but I want to talk about you being the problem and you being the solution. This kind of ties into dieting when you've got a busy lifestyle. Um I was talking about, let's say you're somebody um, who started there. You've got 40 kilos to lose. And let's say you got 10 kilos to lose. And you both start in January. The person that's got 40 kilos to lose, I guarantee you is gonna have so much more self-hatred, so much more self-loathing that they're willing to sacrifice big to make a change. Whereas if you got 10, to, 10 kilos to lose, your pain point is probably is not as high. So you're probably not stressing that much about really hitting it. And so from January to May, You can have somebody lose 20 kilos and somebody only lose five, but it's all your perception on things. Let's say somebody loses five in so a kilo a month, um, which is still great results. Don't get me wrong, but somebody loses a kilo a month because they've gone, well, there's Easter between January, there's Australia day and they plan shit on Australia day and they're not willing to sacrifice and give up on Australia day to leverage themselves into the future. They're not willing to sacrifice, you know, uh, Easter long weekend. They, they they need to have an Easter long weekend. They can't sacrifice one day and just have an Easter day and then keep moving. They've got to do all this extra, extra stuff and, and kind of fall off the wagon there. I think that's where a lot of people go wrong is they're not that dialed in on getting the job done because the pain isn't that real. And so with people that are 40 kilos overweight, well, they're the problem and they're the solution. Whereas if you're someone that's ten kilos overweight, you might go, "Ah, oh, well, I've got Easter and I've got New Year, or I've got uh, Australia Day and I've got all these other things." You know, so that's going to get in the way. Whereas something that needs to lose forty kilos, they're like, "Fuck, I'm getting this done regardless. I don't care about fucking Australia Day. I don't care about anything. I need to lose this weight now." So I think it's really important to understand where you sit on that spectrum, uh, and where really what's realistic for you weight loss wise, um, and understand that it's your attitude going into it. You could be 10 kilos. You could be someone that one needs to lose 10 kilos and lose that in eight weeks. Or you could be someone that loses it in 24 weeks. But it's all because of your, your willingness to move forward and do the things that you need to do to get the results that you need to get that you want. Uh, but that's sort of my take on you being the problem and the solution, rather than you know blaming oh this Easter and the, da 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 da. If you if you're the problem and the solution, well you're going to have really good predictable results because you know what, what's what's happening. But if you blame um, if you blame you know you already set up the barrier of oh this Easter and da, da 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 to get in the way, where well, you're going to be fucked um, and you're not going to get as reliable awkward results. And that's okay too, uh, but that's just more or less. Um, You know how it all goes look team that's all i've got for today i'm pretty hungry because i'm dieting um i'm a bit tired so i'm gonna leave it there thank you for joining in on the protein bites episode season two uh again really helps me if you guys can either go on your apple store and 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 uh and rate this and vote it vote for it or uh, anything um share it with a friend or something like that if they find it valuable because it really helps me get my reach out there and really connect with some people that i want to help so Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys are all doing well, and I'll speak to you soon. Cheers.